NASCAR returns to its roots this weekend with racing on the dirt-covered Bristol Motor Speedway. It's also a chance for driver Chase Briscoe to revisit his racing roots. Hi, I'm Dennis Krause, and this is Motorsports Minute Plus. Beginning at age 13, third-generation racer Chase Briscoe cut his racing teeth on the bull rings of southern Indiana, piloting sprint cars owned by his grandfather Richard Briscoe and father Kevin. Now 28, the youngest Briscoe is looking to make a name for himself at stock car racing's highest level. Because of his dirt racing background, Briscoe feels it's important for NASCAR's Cup Series to have at least one dirt race on the schedule. Yeah, I think it's super important. Uh, you know, for me, I feel like every single driver in the Cup Series obviously has grown up either, you know, short track racing on pavement, you know, late models. You know, we have some road course guys. We have a lot of dirt guys. Um, but the dirt guys don't have any opportunity to go back to their roots like, you know, those other two disciplines do. So, you know, everybody says that, you know, we're the, the best drivers, right? Well, I want to see the best drivers challenge at every discipline. We have, you know, super speedways, mile and a half, short tracks, road courses, you know, now street circuits. Uh, there's no reason, in my opinion, for us not to have at least one dirt race. Um, you know, I don't think we necessarily need more than one, but we definitely at least need to have one just from the side of being able to to tie it all together. Um, but also I feel like it's important just as a sport uh, and even motorsports in general, you know, there's a lot of people that are introduced to dirt racing because of NASCAR um, and also vice versa. You know, there's a lot of dirt fans that probably don't watch NASCAR. They're kind of against it at times, but because they run on dirt, they're watch that one race every year. So if we can turn somebody into a fan of NASCAR because of the Bristol dirt race, you know, they go to a NASCAR event or they start watching more, you know, it's a win-win same for local dirt tracks. You know, there's a lot of local dirt tracks near everybody. And if they watch the Bristol dirt race and are entertained by it, they're more likely to go to their local dirt track and, and it helps motorsports in general. So it's something that I feel like is definitely needed on the schedule. You know, I don't know if it necessarily needs to be at Bristol every year, but it definitely needs to have a dirt race on the schedule, in my opinion. Transforming the high-banked half-mile Bristol Motor Speedway from pavement to a dirt track has been an experiment with varying degrees of success. While drivers appear to have adapted to the unique challenge this race presents, Briscoe says the quality of the racing has also improved from the first race two years ago when it was run during the daytime. Yeah, I would say you know the first year was you know maybe honestly a, a D D minus right like it was really a struggle you know and I think NASCAR just truthfully probably didn't know any better. I mean, there's a reason that when we go dirt race, you know, any day of the year we we race at night. You know, a day show is very rare and anytime you run a day show it's always dusty it's always a struggle to see the racetrack's not very good and there's just a lot of variables that you know from nascar side with tv and things it's hard to to run a, a night race sometimes so i think you know last year's race was about as good as it's going to get you know from a, a racetrack standpoint i mean we could run the bottom you could run the middle you could run the top you know granted the rain probably helped us quite a bit so hopefully we'd learned something last year from a track preparation standpoint of of maybe being able to you know, go water it in between stages or something. I don't know what that is, but I, I do feel like the rain saved us a little bit last year from a track standpoint. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's hard to give a proper dirt race given the circumstances that we're in with the car, you know, with overheating and the windshield and things like that. It's just, it's hard to to put on 
put the racetrack how it needs to be because our cars can't handle that. So, you know, if we had it, uh, an opportunity to be able to, to not get hot and, you know, kick the front end with mud and have the windshield out and things like that, you know, you could see a, a true proper dirt race and, and I think it would be better, but obviously our hands are a little bit tied just because of the car and things like that. So I think last year was, is an A in my standards. I thought the race was really good from a track standpoint, things like that. And, you know, I think the cup guys, if you're in the cup series, you're a really, really good race car driver and really good race car drivers figure things out really quickly. And, you know, when it's really slick and slow and dry, it's almost just like a slick pavement track. And, you know, you saw guys like Bart Truex Jr., Joey Logano that have zero dirt experience to be really, really good. But, you know, when it's like it was at the end of last year and, you know, even at the beginning of last year's race and it's super heavy, that's when you normally see the dirt guys kind of go to the front and, and the pavement guys struggle. But, you know, if it's slick and slow, the pavement guys are going to be really, really good. Simulators have become an important tool for drivers and teams in recent years in preparing for races. But according to Briscoe, simulators have their limits, especially when it comes to temporary dirt tracks. Truthfully, I don't feel like the simulator does the greatest job, uh, you know, on the dirt stuff. You know, we, we've ran some laps on it in the past, but it's not anything that we necessarily run a lot of. Um, you know, for me, I just feel like going and running dirt um, kind of gets me back in the mindset. You know, for me, I feel like, you know, all the dirt guys in general, we kind of know that feel that we need when we go to a dirt track. Um, but it's so nice just to kind of go back and get in that rhythm. So, you know, for me running the truck race, um, just so I can kind of get a, a read on how the dirt is different this year, how it, you know, is prepped and how it changes throughout the race. But then also, you know, going and running a dirt late model this week, just kind of getting back in that um, mindset, I feel like is good. So uh, for me, you know, I probably won't do a whole lot of sim work, um, but definitely we'll try to run as, as many dirt races as I can, you know, leading into this week with, you know, I'm testing tomorrow and then racing Thursday, and then I'll you know, have practice Friday, race Saturday, and race Sunday as well. But Briscoe says even that experience won't be an apples-to-apples comparison. You know, I, I don't know if it's a huge benefit because the cars and the trucks definitely drive totally different, um, especially now with the next gen. You know, before it was pretty similar. I felt like it was almost the same, uh, you know, with the exception of the power. But I feel like now it's not totally correlating, you know, like it would in the past. But just from a track standpoint, I feel like you can kind of see – how the track changes, you know, it, it could still change totally different from Saturday to Sunday, just depending on how they prep it and kind of where guys run. But you still have a general idea of kind of where to be, you know, where, you know, the lanes kind of change. And I just feel like you get a better read on the dirt. So, you know, as a dirt track, you know, guy, you're constantly watching the dirt, um, you know, throughout the night when other cars are on the racetrack and things like that. And just being actually on the racetrack, I just feel it's like gives you that slight bit of edge um, just because you kind of know, you know, what the track, how quickly it changes and things like that. So I feel like that's the biggest advantage. But, you know, if you were a non-dirt guy, you probably are just going there to get laps. But I feel like as a dirt guy, that's kind of the one thing you're, you're looking for is just how the dirt changes and kind of knowing that for Sunday. So how does the cup car or truck Briscoe will be racing this weekend differ compared to a typical sprint car or late model on dirt? Yeah, I mean, they definitely drive totally different you know a dirt car a specifically built dirt car like a sprint car or late model you know that's what it's built to do that's what it is it's going to go around the racetrack faster than anything else that's just what it's meant to do so you know it does everything faster it reacts better um has way more grip you know it's lighter um this does everything way better and, and the speeds are obviously way way higher so you know the cup car and the truck even drive pretty drastically different i feel like um 
you know, the, the cup car does things maybe a little bit better than the truck. The truck is a little bit lazier, um, you know, with the independent suspension and stuff on the cup car, it seems like you can kind of be a little more aggressive with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely compared to, you know, a sprint car, late model, the cup car, and even the truck feel kind of slow motion. Um, so I don't feel like, you know, I always say, I, I feel like sometimes having a dirt background can be a disadvantage at these races. Um, just because you drive it so different. The only time I feel like it's a huge advantage to be a dirt guy is early in the race, you know, when the track has a lot of grip, you know, when it's tacky and, you know, when it's more muddy instead of, um, you know, kind of slick and hard, I feel like that's when the dirt guys can kind of really shine just because we understand the concept of how to get the car into the corner. You know, it's so opposite for all these non-dirt guys to go into the corner and, and, you know, lift way early and then be wide open. Um, you know, so we just understand how to get the car to turn when it's like that. And then obviously if it comes like it was last year to, you know, running the cushion and running up on the wall and just how you have to run, uh, you know, the car, I feel like having dirt background helps in those situations, but when it's, you know, slick and slow around the middle of the bottom, it's almost a disadvantage. I feel like to be a dirt guy because it, it almost is more of just a, a really slick wore out pavement track. Even though most of the drivers that grew up racing on pavement may feel out of their element on the dirt, they usually enjoy the experience. For the drivers who come from dirt racing backgrounds like Briscoe, what's the appeal of racing on dirt? Yeah, I think, you know, for just in general as a race car driver you always love when you're slipping sliding around when you're kind of manhandling the car and you feel like as a driver you make a difference you know there's some tracks you go to where as a driver especially on on pavement you know some of these mile and a half and things like that where it is very very car dominant now you know that the driver still makes a difference but not as much you know on the dirt you can normally take lesser equipment and run better with it um but i think anybody that that is like a, a motorsports enthusiast, right? Like loves going out when it's snow and going in a parking lot and just slipping and sliding around, you know, spinning the tires, things like that. And it's the same on dirt, you know, it's just a lot of fun because you are manhandling it and driving it. And you feel like as a driver, you really make a big difference. So, you know, I think it's a little bit different, you know, for dirt guys versus, you know, non-dirt guys. I feel like the, the non-dirt guys, you know, they, they despise this race, but at the same time, they do have a lot of fun. Um, but for the dirt guys, you know, when the track is like it was the first year, you know, I think all the dirt guys were like, man, this this stinks. You know, it's not what dirt racing is. But then last year, all the dirt guys had a blast with it because it was more similar to what we actually grew up doing. So yeah. it's all relative to the racetrack. But to answer your question simply, it's just because you have way more power than you can put on the ground and you're slipping and sliding around. And as a driver, you feel like you make a little bit more of a difference in, in kind of how you run that day. Of the non-dirt drivers racing on dirt, Briscoe says two-time Cup Series champion Joey Logano has impressed him the most. I remember saying literally before we went to Bristol for the first time on dirt that Joey Logano is a guy that I think could go and win just because I feel like his car control is just unbelievable. He, he's so good at what he does um, and has really zero dirt experience. You know, Kyle Busch has a little bit of dirt experience, but yeah, Joey would, would be one that really surprised me. And even last year when it was more of a typical dirt track style, I thought Joey did a, a really good job. I think he was running third or fourth there at the end. So he's somebody that I've always been just honestly amazed by his talent and ability, um, but really, you know, surprised me, but at the same time didn't surprise me. But, you know, I would say, you know, even Daniel Suarez has kind of surprised me at how good he's been the last two years. Um you know, that's a guy that I would typically think would struggle when we go to a place like that um, and has done a really good job both years and kind of been up front uh, being able to, to battle for leading lead laps and things like that. So 
I would say Joey would be my easy answer, though. When NASCAR goes road racing, some teams bring on a driver with a road race background. So, too, this weekend with the dirt race. Top dirt late model racer Jonathan Davenport will drive for Spire Motorsports in Saturday's Truck Series race, and he'll make his Cup Series debut with Colleg Racing. Will there be bragging rights on the line for Cup Series drivers if they beat the one-off dirt racing guys? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a tricky question because... You know, Jonathan Davenport, for example, is an incredible race car driver. Um, there's no doubt that he can get in anything and go fast. I mean, I've seen him run the Chili Bowl and be, you know, pretty competitive, never running laps in a midget. And I think just the experience level that we have, like we should be faster than him, right? Like, yes, he's ran dirt late models his whole life, um, you know, is extremely successful. I mean, probably won more money last year than anybody's ever won in their entire life in late models in one year. So, I mean, he can obviously drive a race car, right? But from the, the experience side of things and how we just know the cup car, you know, we understand what it needs to do. You know, granted, it's totally different on dirt, but it's to me, it's no different than, you know, for example, me or, or even Kyle Busch going and running the late model this week at Bulls Gap. You know, them guys should beat us. Um, I mean, yeah, Kyle Busch is an incredible race car driver, but from an experience standpoint, you know, he doesn't have the experience in those cars um like you know a jonathan davenport or a hudson o'neill or you know one of these guys that run late models year round you know 100 races a year so i think there is a certain pride i would say i guess that you should beat them from an experience level but at the same time when you're putting incredible race car drivers in and cars that are really good race cars you know there's the opportunity for them to go and you know run up front and i think that's where the dirt guys it, it doesn't surprise me you know even going back to the eldora stuff you know you look at bobby pierce or guys like that there's guys that can go up there and battle up front and, and battle for the win but i almost think too just the pressure that comes along with that um you know being in a situation where you could potentially like you know if, if you're jonathan davenport and you're battling up front at the end of the, this race you know there's a lot of pressure that comes along with battling for a win in a cup race and just never being there it's hard to put that behind you i feel like so just the experience level that a lot of these guys in the cup series have i feel like kind of give them that edge but i i think you know for me being a dirt guy i want jonathan davenport to do well just because i want people in the nascar world to see how good these dirt guys are you know i always talk about logan cv he's fully capable of doing it at this level but you know he doesn't necessarily get the opportunity where you know same for jonathan davenport he's obviously a good enough race car driver to do it at this level it's just a matter of getting his name out there as briscoe noted track conditions are dependent on the weather and the weather this weekend at bristol could play a role yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of weather you know leading into this weekend with you know rain and things like that so it really depends on how they have the racetrack right now you know if they have it opened up where the rain is really going to go down deep you know versus it being really hard packed where the water's kind of just running off the top of it you know, that'll change what we have you know the truck race will obviously change what we have um there's just a lot of variables you know without seeing the racetrack and seeing how they have it tilled up or things like that and then even on sunday you know if we get rain two or three days in a row you know if they have it hard packed well as soon as they, they kind of blow that top layer off you know it's just going to be dry underneath it so it, it all comes down to what they do with the, the keys to the water truck and to the grader and things like that um but yeah hopefully we can have a really good race um, I know there was talks about maybe letting a couple other cars go out there that are non-cup cars or, you know, leaving some trucks over or something or late models to kind of go out there and blow that that grease off at the beginning of the race so our, our cars maybe won't get as much mud, but we can still have, you know, a, a good racetrack at the beginning. So 
Yeah, I don't know. It really is hard to say without seeing the racetrack and, and kind of what the rain's going to do. But hopefully we have a really good racetrack like we did, um, you know, last year. Racing at night is going to help. Anytime we race at night, it's going to be better than during the day on dirt. So hopefully we can uh, have a similar racetrack to what we had last year. Mud on the windshield has been an issue for NASCAR at Bristol's dirt race. Either replacing the windshield with a screen or removing it entirely would seem to solve that problem. But Briscoe says it's not that easy. Yeah, it's it's hard because there's a lot of variables um, from the track side, from the car side. Um, there's just a lot of things that can really dictate when we can run the race. You know, there's some dirt tracks I've seen literally bring in a helicopter to help drive the track. But at Bristol, you know, with the jumbotron and the wires that go from it, like that's not even, you know, feasible there. So there, there's just a lot of things. And, and then even Bristol, you know, it's probably harder for them to get as much rain because they can't literally get anything up the banking if it's slick. Like it's so banked that it's hard to even get anything on the track to work it. So, you know, then from a car side, you know, I know that, you know, taking the windshields out was a real thing that they looked at, but, you know, with the safety side and if a piece of lead came out or something, you know, there's no helmet visor or helmet that is even strong enough to, you know, withstand that. So, you know, they got to keep our safety in mind too. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's hard because there is a lot of variables, but uh, hopefully we can get the race in. And even if it does rain, for example, as long as we can still race at night, I think that's the most important thing. We can't say we, for whatever reason, we have to move it to Monday. We can't race Monday during the day. We have to race Monday at night. Uh, I think that's the most important thing here. While this weekend's dirt race gives Briscoe a chance to return to his roots, it also gives him a chance at redemption. Briscoe started fourth in the feature race last year and won the second stage. Chasing leader Tyler Reddick as the laps wound down in the final stage, Briscoe plotted his move. On the last lap, he dove under Reddick going into turn three, but failed to clear him, sending both drivers spinning and handing the win to Kyle Busch. It's an ending Briscoe wishes would have turned out differently. Yeah, I mean, I, truthfully, I haven't watched it back this year yet. Um... But, I mean, I've definitely watched it back other times. And I think for me, you know, it's it's one of those things I wish that I could do 100 things different, right? Like, I wish I would have caught him earlier so that the one lap, the one opportunity I had to even attempt to pass wasn't the last lap, the last corner. Um, you know, I, I still think that it's hard to say that I would have done anything different, truthfully. Um, you know, just being in that moment, your adrenaline's, you know, pumped up. You know, I'd ran him down almost a straightaway in 10, 15 laps. So this whole time you just see, you know, him getting closer and closer to me and your adrenaline and anxiety is getting higher and higher as the laps dwindle down. So, you know, being in that position, you know, I just, you're running dirt. I was running the cushion super, super hard. And, and you just, you get in this mindset of your dirt racing. And, you know, if I would have caught him with five to go versus the last lap, last corner, it would have been a little bit easier to probably try some different things, but you know, at that moment in time, I felt like that was my best opportunity to win the race. And, you know, I went into the corner to, to slide him and really quickly remember that I was in a car that you cannot throw slide jobs from even a half a car length back. And, you know, I did everything I could at the time to, to try to stay off of him. You know, I, I think even Tyler was talking about it, how in his interview, he could hear me running wide open, trying to, to stay off of him. So, you know, for me, looking back on that race, yeah, I wish the ending would have been different, not only for me, but also for Tyler. Um, you know, it obviously worked out for Tyler. He's had four wins since then. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, it helped. I think the only reason I didn't get a black eye after that race was because it it was a dirt guy I did the move to. If, if that's somebody that, 
isn't Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse, Christopher Bell, or Tyler Reddick in the field, I'm probably getting a black eye after. But all all four of them guys understood where that move was coming from. And, you know, even Tyler said he would have done the exact same thing because that's just what you do in those situations when you grow up dirt racing. Whether it's a return to his roots or a chance at redemption, it figures to be a big weekend for Chase Briscoe on the dirt at Bristol Motor Speedway. As always, thank you for your time. I'm Dennis Krause, and this is Motorsports Minute Plus.